the main things I think people are looking at with new build gardens is privacy, screening, they're looking at lack of light maybe because the buildings are quite close together so maybe some quite shady areas so they're things that people need to think about. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, today we're joined by Rob Woodhouse, who's a landscape gardener and garden maintenance, and he's got a relatively similar background to me. It's a family business um, that he's in, um, and it was really good chatting to him, talking about all things garden maintenance and landscape gardening and things like that. Now, today we've got some uh, fantastic news for you. Uh, I don't know whether you're aware, but every single year you have to apply for the RHS um, shows. And although we've been doing them for a very, very long time, you never get complacent. The RHS could at one point decide they don't want Newlands Nursery to be there anymore. Um, But we're in Chelsea and Chatsworth and Hampton Court again. So really excited um, and preparing for that. Um, we had some uh, sowing of some chilies already happening. Um, we're prepping a lot of the uh, the chili plants, getting them ready for the winter and things like that. So it's really, really exciting to be back there again. Um, and some other exciting news. Um, I don't know whether I'm more excited about it than anyone else, but we've got loads and loads of houseplants at the moment. Um, we're busy caring for them, looking after them, um, and they will be available on our website fairly soon. Um, it's something we're quite excited about and quite passionate about getting more people growing plants, hence the podcast and the videos and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I think houseplants are a fantastic way into getting into gardening. One um, I'm really, really keen on at the moment is the coffee plant, which I'm looking at now. It's sitting in, in our office at the moment. So, um, yeah, when they're up and live on the website, we will we will let you know. Um, but without further ado, let's start the podcast. Hi, you're listening to Plants and Me, the podcast that is all about plants, gardening, and the people who are passionate about them with your host, Alan Lodge. Welcome to the podcast, Rob. Hello, how are you? Very good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Yep, lovely. Excellent. And how's the weather with you? It's beautiful here. It's, it, it couldn't be better, to be honest. A little bit chilly in the mornings, but we don't mind that. A little bit chilly in the mornings, but yes, yeah, it's beautiful sunshine. Yeah, perfect, really. Excellent. And um, what part of the country are you from? Well, we're in Southampton. I'm in Southampton, so um, on the south coast, it's it's perfect. It's, I think it's been quite a good quite a good season actually. I know we've had a bit of rain, but we've had some really nice sunshine as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, yourself and your how you got into into plants. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're Solent Garden Services, and we're a family run business. So um, the business uh, was set up by my dad in 1973. Hmm. So we've been going quite a long time, and predominantly the business was. Um, garden maintenance uh so my dad did his uh, apprenticeship with hilliers mm. in the 70s and then uh finished his apprenticeship uh asked for some more money or he was going to leave so they said leave <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah so he, he started up servant garden services um and yeah predominantly the business was originally garden maintenance uh some large large estates um uh commercial work sort of marinas industrial estates so everything from really grass cutting, planting, um, and then I kind of came on board. It's one of those things that kind of you try to avoid it, but family <laughs> business kind of just is in your blood. Yeah. Um, just came on board, sort of school holidays, um, 
and then kind of did my work experience with the with the secondary school. I uh, went out and did two weeks with the family business, and it did kind of, you know, did kind of get the taste for it uh, a little bit. Then um, I went on to do some some bits at college, um, and then kind of eventually came back. Originally, I, I, I studied to do design. Um, there was never really any kind of pressure from my dad to get into the family business, but I think it's just like a natural kind of progression that you, you're kind of surrounded by it all the time. Mm. Um, um, and then I was uh, I was kind of working in a design studio for a short period whilst trying to kind of do some bits in the morning. And eventually I just thought, well, if you're kind of that, you, I, didn't, I didn't juggle the two. So I kind of made a choice that I'd go into the family business. Um, and yeah, so I haven't really looked back since then. Um, so at the time, the, my dad had a bit of ill health at the time, so the business had been wound down a little bit, and it was just it was just myself and kind of a one guy on part time. Um, again, just garden maintenance, um, and then uh, as I started to develop the business, we've gone into more landscaping now, mm. garden design um, and landscaping. And so yeah, that's kind of that's where we are now. So we do everything from kind of like you know, an old lady's garden, mm. right the way up to commercial work and design landscaping. Um, so yes, every day is every day is different. Yeah, every I can day. imagine. Um, and you've been you've been on site this morning as well. So your your day is that driving from one garden to the next? Well, I try to be. I try to split my time between the office. There's, there's eight of us all together in the team, so we're quite a small team. Um, so we've got guys who predominantly do their garden maintenance, so they've got their regular gardens that they go to, and then we've got landscaping jobs on as well. I try not to take too many landscaping jobs on on the go at the same time because kind of I think attention to detail you want to give you know the clients want your attention so we we try not to juggle too many jobs um but it's so i mean this morning I was at um I went to look at a, a site to price up seeding a grass seeding um an airfield so we're looking at getting specific uh grass seed for that um and then I'm back out to tomorrow to look at um, paving and some artificial lawn and decking. So literally the kind of the work we do is, is really, really varied, um, which is great. I mean, nobody really gets bored at work. We all enjoy what we do. Um, and I think it's just the way the business has developed where we've gone from kind of the foundations or the grassroots, it's like of garden maintenance and gardening, gone through to different layers of, you know, what, what we can do in the garden and, as different people come on board, we develop our skills. Um, we do a lot of uh, work with apprentices, so we take apprentices on as well, mm. um, horticulture apprenticeships, so that even the guys when we're out landscaping, the idea is that we, we've got a good, solid foundation of knowledge in the garden um, so we can build gardens that hopefully will stand the test of time, that can last throughout the season, different colour. Um, mm. And, yeah, that's kind of, because there's a lot of what we found in the landscaping industry is a lot of people that maybe builders have gone into it or more the construction side. Mm. Um, but we like to think we've got a bit of an edge in as much as we are. We, we call ourselves gardeners. We are gardeners. You know, that's our background. Horticulturally trained. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where Excellent. we are and what we do. Brilliant. And when did you join the business? So I joined, well, I did my, sound old now, I did my uh, work experience for school 20 years ago this right. year when I was 15. Um, so 
I've been, but the day-to-day running the things I started doing about 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, and in that so, time, from your from your work experience up up until mm-hmm. now, have you seen gardens change? Yeah, massive change. I mean, as I say, almost we've kind of rolled with it and we've evolved with it. So, you know, I think kind of the late 90s, probably early 2000s, we were looking at a lot of um, kind of the, the, the influence of like the TV garden, like ground force. So there was kind of everybody wanted decking, mm. um, a water feature, um, kind of standard sensing. And I think this, it was kind of, it was, I think from my point of view, it was a great, I, I think I came on the business at the right time where people were actually starting to appreciate the garden maybe mm. and the landscaping from watching programs like Ground Force. And it, I think it's just evolved and evolved and evolved. Um, and I think now we're kind of, we're, we're finding that we're, we're finding a lot more, the word low maintenance mm. comes up every site visit I go to, looking at meeting new clients, putting together new designs. So actually everyone says to me, we want a low maintenance garden. You know, we, we haven't got the time mm. to spend in the garden. We want to enjoy our garden. We don't necessarily want to, what they see is maybe the chore of actually going out gardening. People are working longer hours now, maybe longer days, more days at work. So they want to just get out and enjoy the garden. So we've, we've found a lot people kind of low maintenance yeah. um so we, we do a lot of sort of composite decking um we do quite a lot of artificial lawns which is quite a controversial <laughs> subject i know it's a really controversial subject um we do we always when when we're when i'm quoting for jobs or design jobs i like to give people the option yeah. artificial lawn real turf weigh out the pros and cons mm. um and a lot of the time i like to say well if we if we're if we are putting an artificial lawn in, let's try and get some area in the garden of planting that's going to be, you know, insect friendly, bee friendly, butterfly friendly. Let's try and let's not have a whole plastic garden. Let's at least get one part in there that is, mm. you know, the invertebrates, the, the bugs and, and the butterflies that can, can, you know, you're still going to get them visiting the garden. Mm, um, exactly. And I think the industry has, over the years, um, has definitely knocked itself back um, by almost preaching to people that they must do this, they must do that. And in the end, it is their back garden or their front garden, whatever it may be. Um, and it is controversial, um, artificial grass, especially in the industries. And actually people that listen who aren't in the industry might be surprised that it's controversial because um, most people now know someone who's got a bit of it. Um, and it, in my view, it, it sort of serves a purpose, definitely. Um, there are times where it is is definitely useful. Um, we've got a um, we've got someone uh, who I know around the corner who's got loads of children and he's um, loads of dogs, all that sort of stuff, and they're in and out of yeah. a small bit. But he's got a nice bit of grass out the back, so it does serve a purpose. What what do you think about it? I mean, I always try and take the opinion. Again, it's a difficult one because you know it's it's a it's become a large part of our business, a large part of what we do. Um, so I try and give people the option when I'm quoting and designing. Um, but I try and take the attitude of if it, we want, the aim of when we build the gardens is that we want people to to use it as much as they can, enjoy it. Mm. It's, it's pretty much an extension of, it's another room of the house, it's an extension of the house. Um, so if, if by putting some artificial lawn in, it's going to mean that people are going to be more likely to go out and enjoy their garden, mm. then that's kind of my mentality towards it kind of you know let's okay it's not ideal but if it means that you can get out and enjoy your garden 
um, a bit more and then great let's go let's go to the artificial lawn mm. yeah definitely and when you're you're making a garden and you're you're standing like like you did uh, when you stood in did you say an airfield you did didn't you it's not a standard morning for me. I don't, I don't go to many airfields quite into to, to lay seed. No. Um, um, I mean, to be honest, just things like that, it's a little bit out of my comfort zone. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind that, though, to be honest. I don't mind that because we've got some really good suppliers who supply seed, so I know I can go to, I can go to the supplier yeah. and he'll kind of hold my hand through it a little bit yeah. um, and, and kind of say, right, this is the seed you need because it's very specific for an airfield. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, that's you know I don't mind that. I don't mind being out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, no. It keeps me on my toes. And to um, be honest, so yeah. I imagine you'll find the supplier, and he probably hasn't done that many airfields. <laughs> no, it's not common. It's not very common. He's no. got. The, I mean, I know that I can phone him up, and he'll tell me the mix, and he'll be able to within ten minutes. He'll be able to phone me back and say, right, this is what this is the seed mm. you're going to need. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd say it's it's, it's it, every day is different. Every mm. day is different. But I mean, usually for me, I mean. A new builds, I would say, is, is a massive, massive part of what we do in terms okay. of the landscaping. Um, where we are in Southampton, there's been a, a huge explosion of, of new new builds, mm-hmm. estates going up everywhere, uh, which are pretty much the plots are pretty much the same sort of size, same sort of dimension. Um, you have obviously the, the the big thing when I go to look at the new builds is is privacy mm-hmm. um, and screening. So again, options you've either got you know putting trellis on top of the on top of a brick wall, which is a lot of, you know, one of the options, or we're trying to push people towards maybe the bleached trees to give you a nice bit of screening, mm-hmm. um, which is a, obviously a, a, a great option. You'd always rather, again, same thing, I'd rather put up a nice bleached patinia, something like that, rather than attach a trellis to a, to a brick wall. Mm-hmm. But again, it's about, for me, it's about giving, giving the clients the options. Mm-hmm. These are the options in front of you. Um, obviously, there's, there's things in, you know, obviously budgets and whatnot, but you know, it's about I think giving people there's so there's so much variety of products out nowadays for the garden, mm. um, and it's, it's a bit of a minefield for people. So I try and break it down as much as I can and give people the option. Of it. And it's their garden at the end of the day. Once I once I've built it and I walk away, they've got to live with it. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's about giving people showing people that actually what's out there. Um, yeah. I think a lot of the time. So when and it's it's a great point. I mean, you talk about new builds there. There'll be loads and loads of people moving into new builds this year. For the people yeah. who they might be getting a, a landscaper in to do a little bit, but maybe want to do a bit themselves. When you put a spade in that ground, what's that ground going to be like? It's going to be uh, a bit of a mixed bag. I mean, I've been to some and it's been quite good, but you're going to find a lot of builders' rubble. You're going to find a lot of uh, sometimes where we are, uh, a lot of gravel where we are, um, and and obviously in places like clay. So basically, what we find with the they are pretty much blank canvases when we walk into them. Um, but nine times out of ten, if people are talking about a, a new lawn, we're talking about taking some of that topsoil, taking that soil and rubble away that's there, and bringing some good soil in. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're looking at a you know, some turf, some, some good quality turf being put down. If they're talking about Artificial lawns, and obviously we're looking at sub bases and things like that, which is which is a bit different. But you know, I think the main things I think people are looking at with new build gardens is privacy, screening. They're looking at lack of light, maybe because the buildings are quite close together, so maybe some quite shady areas. So there are things that people need to think about appropriate planting. So if people are going to have some planting, appropriate planting for for 
for the condition they've got in the garden. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a big thing. New builds, are, they're not going away. There's more and more new builds. People have got less space to work with in their gardens. So again, it's about making the most of what you've got. Um, and also, you've got the other thing of maybe the people that aren't moving are staying. Um, so they're improving on what they've got. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's definitely a good time to, to be involved in, in, in building. building yeah, gardens. definitely. And the I've never walked into a new build garden. Um, mm. What what is do you talk about it being a blank canvas? Generally, what is mm. it? So what you'll usually find is that with the with a new build, the builders will have put down um, some what we call utility paving. So usually a buff colour concrete paving. Usually probably no more than two rows of paving. Mm. Um, so probably not much more than a metre, metre and a half wide from the back doors across, usually across the back of the the house. And then I think a lot of the um, the new builds, you you get an option when you buy it whether you want it to. Mm-hmm. Or whether you want it just just bare soil, um, and that is pretty much it. Um, there's usually a lot of them are, are brick walled around, so you've got brick walls to 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 just as your boundaries around the garden, mm. uh, maybe some some overlap fencing, um, and that is pretty much it. So mm. you know we're looking at very much a blank canvas, and a lot of the time the turf that's been put down will usually have to come up because again the soil that's been put on on top of it isn't great. Um, and maybe the turf itself wasn't the best quality turf. Um, so that is pretty much it. Um, there, a lot of the times, it, I think it's not about the size of the garden. It's about, you know, the, the garden needs to suit your needs. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily such a big thing to have a big garden. You know, something the right size for you to keep your key areas, what you want. What do you want to do with your garden? Do you want it for um, kids, dogs, pets? Um, or is it more of a adult entertaining area? So, um, are you going to use it in the evenings? Is it going to be more you know, uh, during the day? Mm-hmm. These are kind of the things I kind of, the first sort of questions we ask people, what do you want to do with the garden? Yeah, exactly. And I think if you've got a lot of heavy traffic, whether that be children or, I think children's one of the main ones, especially um, I'm assuming you do a lot of repair work under trampolines and stuff like that. The trampoline is like the, the, Every gardener's nightmare, you know. There's, there's usually, it's in the corner. The patch of grass underneath it is, is, is long gone; it's dead. Um, but I, I kind of say to people, look, if you want a really, really nice garden, don't have kids, mm. don't have dogs, don't have pets, don't have rabbits, <laughs> don't have tortoises. But it's not—it's not an ideal world, you know. It's, it, people want, you know, the gardens have to to suit what people, their lifestyle and what they want to do with it. So yeah, trampolines is usually a kind of difficult one. Uh, but you find a lot of people now are going down the line of, of, of digging in the trampoline into the ground. Right. As well, we see that quite a lot. Um, so eventually, I, when the kids have grown up, got used to, you can infill it again with turf over the turf mm. over the top. Um, yeah. I try to say, if you, if you have got the trampoline on the lawn, try and move it around so it's not in one patch all the time. But again, it's not always possible. Oh, I'm looking out the window um, of, uh, <laughs> of our place now, actually, and there's a trampoline right in my... Right in my view, but that does get moved around quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, I say to people, just just try and look at the bigger picture. That trampoline's not going to be there. For, that's not going to be there forever. At some point, the children are going to get too big for it, or get bored of it, and then it can then it can go, and you can have a nice lawn after that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, people that are moving into a new garden or potentially renovating, um, and maybe aren't aren't calling 
calling you up. Um, mm-hmm. What if they just want to? They've lost control of the garden. They just want to get it under control. Uh, have you got any things you'd tackle first in a garden? Um, I would always say try and if you're going to do it yourself, work in zones. So what's your priority? Okay, the priority maybe the grass has got a bit long out of hand. Right, let's let's start with let's cut the grass. Let's get the grass cut. Um, let's get that down. Weeding. Is there any patches of you know? Have you have you got some flower beds in there already? If you have, let's look at weeding them again. Be, I think, be realistic with your time and your kind of targets. What you want to get done. Mm. You know, if you've only got a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon, don't don't kind of set yourself up and say, right, I'm going to do a whole garden. Maybe think to yourself, okay, well, I've I've got I've only got a few hours. What's my priority? Well, the grass is quite long. Let's cut the grass. Let's get the grass cut, uh, and then. And then section it off. Okay, then the next job when I've got some time is a little bit of weeding. Um, that's why I always say to people: working, work your garden into sort of into zones that you can focus your time. Better to do probably one job thoroughly and do one job as best as you can, rather than try to spread yourself too thin um, and do the whole garden uh, when you maybe haven't got as much time as you'd like. Yeah, quite. And you, and you mentioned pretty much everyone on a daily basis mentions to you about uh, low maintenance gardening if you mm. have got flower beds and stuff like that is that still sustainable i think so i think nowadays i mean especially i mean we're quite lucky on the south obviously different areas of you know the country you can grow different plants but we're quite lucky on the on the south coast where where we we've got quite a i would say a tropical climate where we've got a nice mm. you know nice climate where we can Maybe grow maybe more architectural. I can't say more than architectural plants, leafy, leafy plants maybe mm. that or grasses, ornamental grasses that might only need a haircut once a year. You know, you could literally do it with a pair of scissors. Mm. Um, try try and stick to stuff that you know you're not going to have to, you know, be an expert in pruning to be able. You can't really go far wrong. You know, something like that. Leafy things, uh, leafy architectural plants, um, herbaceous perennials that maybe. You know, you know when you, you, your perennials are ready. You know, they've gone brown. They look like they've died off. Just cut them back, or you know, mm. pull, the, pull the, the brown leaf off, or something like that. Keep it stuff that again. Don't go planting this stuff that you know full well that you're going to struggle to to maintain. You, you know, you're going to be. You don't want people to be daunted by the, the prospect of going out there and what little gardening they have to do. You don't want them to be kind of daunted by it. Maybe something that you only have to do a couple of times a year. Or once a year, and in terms of pruning and cutting back, it's ideal. And then you can keep the weed content as low as you can with some, you know, membranes and mulches, or um, bark chippings, decorative stone. They're kind of the tricks, you know, to keep the to keep the weeding down to a minimum because that's pretty much the job that everyone dreads. You know, they dreaded getting out on a Sunday and going weed the beds and borders. Yeah, definitely. And I think people, I think you're right about about the zones. And I think that is the case, even if you started with a blank canvas, um, and particularly when it comes to plants, um, especially over the last five or maybe even 10 years now with the the Grow Your Own revival, uh, which is fantastic. Mm. But vegetables, uh, fruit, those sorts of plants take so much more work than putting a butler in the corner, for example. Exactly. 
Um, so I think exactly. actually, if people are going to tackle things, do it in bits, and maybe maybe if you desperately want to grow fruit and veg, which I'd recommend to be honest. But if you're new to gardening, uh, are we saying just do a little bit and then work your way around? I think so. Be realistic. Don't set yourself almost set yourself up to fail. You know, people have got intention of building some, you know big raised beds that are going to fill with fruit and veg and they're going to be they never have to go to a supermarket ever again mm. be realistic start with especially if you've got kids as well it's a great i think you know veg patches and, and stuff a great way to get kids into gardening and get out and maybe do it as a family you know mm. so again it's i think it's about not making it a chore if you can make it enjoyable um then you're going to be more inclined to go and do it if they get the kids involved make it a sunday afternoon job get out and do it um i think I always think just be realistic. A lot of people kind of set themselves up too much to do. Hmm. Work your way up slowly. You know, again, like the zones in the garden. Hmm. You might fit the budget. You know, we can't afford to do all of the garden in one hit. Well, let's, let's concentrate on one area, maybe this time, or maybe do the patio, and then we'll, we'll then move on to, to when we've got a bit more money in the bank to again go and do the lawn. It's the same with, the, with, with beds and borders and, and raised beds. If you're going to do veg, do it. Maybe do the easier stuff, and then work your way up as you get more confident, and you you know you, and you've got to grips with what you you know the area you've got. Do it that way, just mm. bits bits and pieces. Yeah, and I think there's a lot to be said. Um, you, I, I stumble across these people from time to time who say they've got black thumbs, which I don't really think exists. Um, I think the majority of people can grow plants um, if with a little bit of guidance, but. If they are starting afresh, I think getting someone like yourself in just to get everything sorted and maybe even just take it to a bare minimum of what they want and maybe call you back in a year's time, maybe that's the way for people to get the garden they're actually going to use. Exactly. I think, again, it's a case of um, almost kind of guiding people through the garden. I think this goes back to what I said about we don't use build gardens. We're, We're actual gardeners. We've got the... Hmm. It, it's just it, we, we, we've got a passion for gardening we enjoy you know being outdoors building gardens so that when we can we can build gardens that hopefully will stand the test of time and can grow as the people you know as families grow or as people's you know time changes they get more time on their hands they can then enjoy the garden a bit more you know that we don't want to build gardens that you know aren't going to get used or people aren't going to enjoy them or or think, oh, I don't want to go out and do that. So it might be a case of we'll, we'll, we'll get you started, we'll build the garden for you, we'll do the planting, which, you know, and then give us a call. If you're if there's anything you're not sure about, you know, drop us an email, give us give me a call. I mean, we've built up quite a good, you know, rep, you know quite a good reputation locally. And, um, you know, so we're always at the end of the phone, even if someone phones up and just wants to ask a question, we're always, you know, we're always there to help, you know. And where do you see the future of your business? You say you've got, did you say eight people you've got there now? Yeah, I mean, from, I mean, I know, I had this conversation with someone the other day, I know, where, I know my place in the world. I don't have any aspirations to take over the world. Um, but at the moment, the size of the teams that I've got suits me, suits the way I kind of run the business. Um, and yeah, I think as maybe as the business evolves and grows step by step, um, yeah, um, we can go forwards and start doing bigger, bigger gardens. 
maybe taking on a couple of more jobs that are on at a time. But, you know, we're really, really proud to be a, a family run business. Um, and yeah, so we don't, I don't have aspirations to be the biggest, um, but I do have aspirations to do the best, if that makes sense. Mm, it makes um, perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Excellent. yeah, I mean, I think definitely we want to continue down the line of, um, apprentices. Um, not always easy to find the right ones. Um, takes a bit of time, but you're investing your time in people that want to be taking that apprenticeship on because that's what they want to do for a career. You want people who join the team and can be with me for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. You know that's how you build it. That's how you build a team, and that's how people progress up the ladder. Um, and you know, get that underpinning horticultural knowledge that they can go on to then learn how to build gardens around that. If that makes sense. Yeah. So definitely. yeah, I mean, steady progression is kind of is my kind of philosophy. Um, I don't want to run before I can walk, but at the same time, like this morning, I don't mind maybe getting out of my comfort zone a little bit every now and then and challenging myself yeah. with a, kind of a different project every now and then. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Excellent. And while you're doing everybody's gardens, do you get a chance to do your own? No, no, this is a very sore subject. <laughs> well, we, we, we've been, to be, to, in my defence, we've been, my wife and I have been kind of doing our house up as we go. Mm-hmm. So first thing was kind of like decorating when we moved in, carpet, and it was a, a, a new kitchen, downstairs bathroom, um, upstairs bathroom, bedroom, um, and I think I'm at the point now where I'm kind of maybe running out of running out of excuses before it was hard to garden because then when we're when we're getting skips and all or getting rid of the rubbish from gutting out of the house, it all goes in the garden and gets piled up there. Mm. Um but now I'm just starting to run out of excuses. Um, you and me we did both. put a new fence up. <laughs> we did put a new fence up um last week. Right. Um and I thought that might that might be just enough to, to, to hold her back. Now she said, the fence looks really nice, but it just makes the rest of the garden look horrible. So, um, yeah, I think it is, it's on my list. It's on my to-do list. It is definitely on my to-do list. Um, but I want it to be right. I know, I know how I want to do it, and I want to do it right, and I don't want to be mm. rushed by having to do other jobs. So I want to kind of book it in as a, as a proper job, mm. and we'll do it as a team and, and, and get it right. So it's an interesting it's thing. Actually, you say you know how you want to do it. I um I lay out all of our um RHS uh, displays, so Chelsea, Hampton Court, all that sort of stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. I still don't hundred percent know how I want to do my own garden, and that's been the case for the last ten years. Um, we have done lots of bits, um, but I think sometimes having having too much because I'm not a garden designer by any stretch. Um, we do different types of displays to that but by having so much uh information so many plants at hand and talking to people like yourself and lots of other people who who do it professionally as a garden designer um i think sometimes i've I've got too many ideas yeah you need to and i think to be honest you're you're saying that from inside the industry from i think from people outside the industry who want their gardens done it's even i think it's even more because They'll Google it, they'll they'll go on Pinterest or Instagram and they'll get a, a million ideas. Mm. And sometimes it's my job to almost strip it back and be a bit more realistic and, and sometimes say, well, actually, no, you, you can't have that. You, sh- you know, that's, that wouldn't be a good idea. Or just try and narrow people's vision down a little bit because there's, there is more, you know, you, you've only got to go to a garden centre or, or, or a builder's merchant lab mm. to see there's so much choice on material um, that it can be a bit overwhelming, but 
I always say, look, I've got an, I, I know how I want my garden to be done. I know full well when I start building it, it will change. <laughs> yeah, it will change. It will something will we'll be doing something and we'll say, well, why don't we move that there? What if we did that? Um, and we're kind of the same when we work for for the clients. Yeah, there's a plan in place, but at the same time, we are flexible and things do evolve as you're working on them. You get a feel for things. And um, yeah, so I, as much as I've got a plan, I expect it wouldn't be totally different, but it might be a bit tweaked along the way. <laughs> Excellent. So if people want to find out more about you and your business, is there anywhere they can go? Yeah, so we've got a website, which is solentgardenservices.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on Facebook. If you search for Solent Garden Services Limited on Facebook, you'll find us. But I've also got an Instagram page, which is um, green underscore fingers with a Z underscore, which is, um, it's a bit more, I'd say the Instagram page is a bit more kind of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more personal. It's a little bit about, a bit about myself, our family, um, the guys who, who work with me, our team. So it's always a bit more like a behind the scenes look on, on Instagram. Mm. Um, and it's just a brilliant way of the social media putting your work out there, what you do, um, and hopefully inspiring people who are looking at it to, to think, oh, that's a great idea. I could, I could do that. And also working with other people in the industry. I think we've got a great community in our, in our industry mm. on Instagram that we can message each other and say, oh, I love what you did there, or that looks great, or what plant's that? know could i grow that in my client's garden um so yeah check us out on instagram and all the socials um yeah definitely yeah. and we'll make sure we put all of that information in the show notes um oh, def- perfect. yeah it's been uh, been really really interesting talking to you um and it's uh i can almost hear when you're talking that you're from a family business we're a family business as well and um it it's a definitely a, a different type of business and until you're in one <laughs> you don't realize it's a challenge yeah <laughs> exactly um you don't a lot of people don't realize what it's like it's it's a mixture of very frustration at times but absolutely uh fantastic 99 percent of the time i hope that's the case for you as well definitely it's 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 rewarding the times when it is challenging and you're kind of maybe banging heads with people um because you you're passionate about it just as equally as they're passionate Mm -hmm. about it um when it comes together you can you i think you can take a real sense of pride in what you've done yeah definitely well it's been really nice chatting to you thank you for for joining us on the podcast no problem no problem yeah i really enjoyed it thank you very much no problem at all thanks then. see you, you then. bye thank you for joining us on the plants and me podcast we'll be back soon if you can't get enough of all things plant related pop over to plants-uk.co.uk and if you enjoy our podcast don't forget to subscribe and rate us